This is At Risk Radio. Welcome to At Risk Radio. At Risk Radio is a show where we talk about leadership and the church at risk. My name is Mark Stafford, and I'm the host of the show. I'm here with David Witt, and today we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, we're going to look into the leadership within SOM International. So, David, you're going to introduce us to some of the staff over the next couple of episodes. So, uh, hey, I'm just going to hand it over to you, David, and uh, tell us who we have with us today. Yeah, Mark, as you and I have talked about the global work and, and the leadership comes from a lot of support and it's teamwork all the time. And so much of this work couldn't be done without the amazing staff, talented, gifted, who God has all called uniquely. And I wanted to get our partners and friends out there to begin to hear some of these testimonies um, their stories, their heart, uh, and get more of an idea of why we feel so blessed to be able to work together. Today, we have I Am Joy, and truly, like her name insinuates, she brings uh, much joy for Jesus and light when she comes to the room. She is our uh, web communications, and I'm just going to turn it over to I Am right, right away. I Am, I want to jump in here to for you to introduce what you do in your part, and ultimately we're going to get to why you even came to our ministry. So go ahead, I am to introduce yourself here. Thank you, David, and thank you, Mark. It's such an honor and a joy to be a part of this show today. And yes, my name is I am, and my middle name is Joy, and I. Um, I'm so honored and privileged to be a part of Spirit of Martyrdom. What I do here is I oversee the website as well as get testimonies and different articles and, and interviews from our international contacts overseas. I help edit them with our awesome team. I do all of the email broadcasting. I oversee the photos and do video editing. So lots of different things around web, around media. And then I also have had the amazing privilege to be able to do field visits and meet with our international leaders, which has made such a huge impact in my life. And I'm just so excited to be a part of this and share more. Yeah, and I am, you're part of a bigger team too, to get all that content on there, right? Um, with SOM. Oh, absolutely. We have such a close-knit and family staff here that we all work together and we all bring our gifts and talents to help be a part of the bigger global work that's happening around the world. So I get the honor of working with awesome staff members who help with the website, who help with the testimonies, who help with overlooking all of the email broadcasting and video editing that I do. And, and so it's, it's such an amazing team here. Um, I am. I think lots of us talk at times how unique we are, distinct, and um, and, and the, we have a commonality and the passion for the kingdom and Christ. And all of us have a unique story of how we came to SOM International. I wanted you to you know share your story of how the Lord led you to be on staff and what that relationship has looked like. Absolutely. Well, I got radically born again and came to know Jesus in 2012. And that set my life on a whole different path, which was amazing. I was 17 and I began to have a heart and a call to the nations um, very quickly after coming to know Jesus and just wanted to share his, his good news with all peoples of all 
of around the world and so it was burning in my heart so I actually went and right away basically a year after coming to the Lord I went overseas and did training discipleship schools and had the opportunity to go to South Africa for the first time um, and my life was just changing on so many levels um, and then when I came back from that discipleship school I was really praying for God to bring spirit-filled friends and other believers who I could meet and have good relationship with because one of my best friends was still doing other training and he was gone and and so I was really praying that God would bring people into my life and and one of the staff members of SOM at the time I had met some months previous and I had remembered that he had shared something about a workshop that was going on and it had to do about studying the scriptures more in an inductive way and um, how to share it by storytelling and um, through our oral realities just like to share the stories and so I had remembered him talking about this workshop and I had thought you know what I feel really called to reach out to him and so I reached out to him and at the time I didn't really have a car and didn't know how I could get to the workshop but he just said like we can come pick you up and we can go to the workshop together. And that was when I first met David and um, that was in 2014. And so as I started to learn about the persecuted brothers and sisters in a way that I hadn't in the few years previous that I had come to know the Lord, my heart was so on the nations and going to the nations, but I didn't actually have a deep understanding that there were brothers and sisters today who are suffering just simply because they follow Jesus. And so as I, as I met you, David, and we started to do the workshop, my, our hearts just got connected and I were so kindred right away. And I started reading um, Tortured for Christ, the book by Richard Wormbrand. And as I read that book, my heart and my eyes were open to this whole new reality and depth of intimacy with God and depth of walking in your identity and really what it means to be faithful unto death and to be a witness no matter the cost. And in that time, God started to give me dreams of calling me to go serve the persecuted believers. And so it was 2015 in January that I came on staff and through all those things that God really connected us together. All right. Yeah, I am. You brought up a bunch of stuff. I want to hear a little bit more um, after our break for about Richard Wormbrandt. Uh, I mean, I'm so impacted by that. Um, and then we, we want to talk about before we get off the um, our time, too, is the ministry that you and your husband started, uh, Be uh, be Loved and Be Loved. And um, during and, and through this time and definitely in the partnership with Spirit of Martyrdom and how that's even impacted the ministry overseas. So, uh, Mark, if you would take us out and then we'll come back with a lot more. Well, I am so glad that you're here with us today. And when we get back, we'll talk about uh, more about leadership in the persecuted church and how SOM is serving those who are risking much for Christ. We'll be right back. At Risk Radio. Christian leaders and their families are facing tremendous persecution as they preach the gospel. Listen to Kamala's story. Hello, my name's Kamala. My husband, Yalam, was trained to be a church planter. Many people in our village started coming to our house church, but it made some people very upset. One day militant men came to our home and took Yalam's life right in front of me. Our hearts are broken, but more people have come to Christ since Yalam's death than during his whole ministry. Thank you for praying that we will remain faithful in the face of persecution. When we hear from people who are risking it all for Jesus, do you know what they ask for most? Prayer. 
The first Sunday in November is the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. We want to help you and your church pray for those who are risking much for Christ. At-Risk Radio and SOM International have put together a prayer kit. This kit contains videos, prayer lists, and printable materials that you can use as you pray for the persecuted. Download your IDOP media kit at spiritofmartyrdom.com slash IDOP. Welcome back to At Risk Radio. I'm online with David Witt and with I Am. Uh, David Witt is the CEO of SOM International and I Am is the director of something like internet communications or something. It just changed I Am. What, what's, what's your title again? Yes, my title is Web Communications Web Director, communications. I guess. Okay. Well, th- <laughs> something that's, like uh, that. Something like that. I was, re- I was really close on that one. Yes. Anyway, well, one of my first introductions to SOM was with the DDM or this discussion discipleship method. And I remember many years ago, about the same time you were talking about, about 2014, um, I sat down and chatted with uh, David about uh, DDM and with one of the other guys on staff there at SOM. Uh, I actually took some of my people through it. And we use that method in some of our Sunday school classes and one of our small groups. And so uh, it was really uh, helpful, uh, even here on the state side, as far as really helping people dive into the Bible. And then, uh, David, you and I did a couple of podcasts talking about that way early in the early days of at-risk radio. And so if you're interested in those, uh, you want to go back and take a listen to those uh, you know, many, many months ago when we were talking about that. But um, I am. I want to talk to you a little bit about that, uh, about your experience with uh, with DDM, and if you can kind of elaborate on that a little bit more. Yes, absolutely, Mark. It was such a awesome experience because it's really um, it's developed over the years. When I first started doing the workshop with them before even coming on staff, it's so fun to think back on those times and then see how much it's developed over the years. But one major thing was just how special it is that you get to study the scriptures and find the most deep treasures that you can sometimes gloss over when you just are reading it quickly or are just reading through it. The way that we teach to go deep into the nuggets and the insights and learn what they were really meaning and get timeless truths and ask the right questions just really draws from the deep wells and can bring up so much treasure that you can discover on your own. And so it's really been something in my personal discipleship that I do with lots of people and with me and my husband's global ministry as well. We use it all the time, just sharing the stories and being able to just be out, you know, even if we're just randomly at a store or something, many occasions, all of a sudden this story will come up that I have learned from this, from the workshops. And even just over the years, it's just stayed with me and to be able to continue to share with other people the deeper insights um, that I've gained as I've done this, that the discussion discipleship method, it's been awesome. So I am, you're bringing a big smile to my face, uh, just on comment on that and just how we've had that in common, but even more the last few years, how you have continued to grow with your husband and just serving internationally in your ministry. And uh, one of the specific things that you talked right before the break, though, is the impact for the persecuted church of knowing, you know, getting to know our directors and specifically Richard Wormbrand. And I didn't know if you had a story right now uh, to share or just a part of the persecution with Richard Wormbrand, how that's impacted your life and ultimately your ministry. Absolutely. I mean, I have many stories that I could draw from just because he has so many stories and is just such a rich, um, just a rich deepness to his life. And 
Well, reading his books and just even meeting the persecuted believers and leaders, our international directors around the world, there's something so in, that they all have in common. And it is truly the depth of what Jesus came and did and understanding that Jesus died on the cross, yes, to forgive us of our sins, but actually to remove our sin and expose our value and redeem us and bring us back into the original design that he originally intended for us to reconcile us, that we are called to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. And this is all the depth of God's heart. And Richard Wormbrand, just the experiences he had in the 14 years in communist prison and his wife, Sabina, I have been deeply impacted by their lives, by their stories and the way that even in the midst of enduring so much opposition, enduring so much torture, so much pain, so much grief, I mean, any more than we can truly even imagine, yet the depth of love that they had for their enemies, the depth of care in their hearts and compassion, and that even Richard said in this one point of an interview, he said, we might not always feel joyous, we might not always feel compassion towards everyone, but we have a task in the Lord to show joy, to show the joy of our salvation, to give compassion to others. And that has been something that I've personally experienced in my walk with God, in any grief or any suffering that I've been through. I have drawn so much strength and encouragement from Richard and Sabina Wormbrand, from our persecuted family to know that, you know what, not all times do we get to experience just the most happy situations, especially following Jesus. We oftentimes are come up against opposition. We oftentimes come up against people turning against us. But there is such a joy that we can find in the Lord. There's such a strength and endurance that we can find from our fathers and mothers of the faith and those who have endured and even gone farther to love their enemies no matter the cost. It has, I would say, been a huge factor in, in my maturity and my walk with God. I, I think our listening eyes can see that ultimately I am is cute, sweet. Um, you wouldn't know, but she's a fireball. <laughs> and she's a fireball for the Lord. God's using her in lots of ways. And I, and I really appreciate I am commenting on the that we're to show the world um, the joy that we have, even when we don't feel like, you know, I've thought about that, how, you know, because we've talked about how, how often how we're humbled by serving our persecuted brothers and sisters. They lack so much at times and suffer, and yet this joy comes out, this faith. And there's days, you know, in the United States, I think about amazingly how I've been blessed by, my, my, you know, the work, uh, my, my home. Uh, I have so much abundance, and yet I'll feel kind of rotten, you know? And it's like, wow, you know, and yet I know I'm not going to give in to that, Rod, and we could choose the joy of the Lord as our strength. And I think Amen. you're bringing that out in, in truly leadership of maturity in Christ today. Uh, just to the last part here before we have to wrap up, I am uh, talk about the ministry you and your husband started and how you partner with Spirit of Martha. Absolutely. Well, it is so true that we have so much treasure in the Lord that we can always find a reason to be grateful, always find a reason to be joyous. But yes, my husband Jesse and I, um, over the years, because I've been on staff, this is coming up on my eighth year, and um, in the midst of being on staff and experiencing the truth. Wait, I am? 
I need to say a comment to Mark. That's because uh, we won't let you go. And so I just want to let the audience go. She's too valuable to let go. So I just had to intercede that comment. Keep on going. Thank you. Thank you. Well, in the midst of going overseas and meeting our brothers and sisters around the world and also here in the West and being a part of many leadership um, opportunities and things, my husband and I have just truly been deeply impacted um, through the scriptures and through God really kind of mantling us with this message of finding our identity in Christ. And so in the midst of working with Spirit of Martyrdom and being on staff and traveling overseas and having such a rich depth of experience with brothers and sisters around the world, um, me and my husband, when we got married in 2017, we just had this burning passion in our hearts to share with the body of Christ around the world really what it means to live in intimacy with God, what it really means to walk out our true identity in Christ, and then how to practically live that out on a day-to-day -day basis when we are encountering hard circumstances and situations. And so much of even walking in our identity, I've learned by many people you know, around the world as they have walked in it, but also in the true reality of even what spirit of martyrdom means. The, the willingness to lay down your life, to embody love, and to be a witness no matter the cost, it goes hand in hand with our identity in Christ. Because we are called to lay down what God never intended for us to live, like our flesh and the old perspectives, the old ways of um, living, the motives and the responses that are just so knee-jerk and so common in the natural man. And we're called to deny that and lay that down to embody love and be a witness and walk in our true identity. And so it really goes hand in hand, our ministries together. And that's why it's been so beautiful to partner because my husband and I have a global teaching ministry equipping leaders and believers worldwide to live in intimacy with God, walk in their identity in Christ, and practical discipleship. And as we've been growing our teaching organization, we've been able to partner with SOM on many occasions, going to the nations and sharing um, those teachings along with living them with our brothers and sisters who are persecuted. So it's been such a cool, um, amazing opportunity to know David and Cindy and to be a part of their lives and their ministry and then to be able to also see God expanding my husband and my ministry as we go overseas as well. So it's been such a joy. We always fight the clock, uh, I am, but uh, why don't you just give everybody your, the web address in case people want to know more about you guys' ministry and how to get those encouraging you know, teachings of yours. What's that web address? Absolutely. It's www.beloved, so that's B-E-L-O-V-E-D and B-Love, so .com, just the way it sounds. So www.beloved.com andbelove.com. And we always share with people that it's all, our, our ministry is based on 1 John 4, 19, where it says we love because he first loved us. And so you can remember the name when you get the insight. We can't give what we don't have. We have to first be loved by God, and then we can be love to those around us. All right, perfect. Well, what we're going to do, David, is we'll put a link to IM's website in the in the notes there for this episode. Hey, we're also going to put a link to a book review we did on spiritofmartyrdom.com uh, on 
Richard Wormbrand's book. You can buy Richard Wormbrand's book on the Spirit of Martyrdom website. We have all kinds of great, uh, uh, we have all kinds of great resources there. And Tortured for Christ is one of those. And this extensive review of Tortured for Christ is sitting inside the blog there. There's all kinds of useful uh, information on the Spirit of Martyrdom website because we want to encourage you to step out in becoming a better leader in the kingdom of God. And so we try to equip you with all the right kind of tools. Hey, one of those ways that you can um, lead is through prayer. If you want to pray for us, we want to give you those tools too. And you can learn about the needs of the persecuted church through the SOM newsletter that comes out every month. You can sign up for that at atriskradio.com. You can help this podcast by sharing it with a friend or subscribing to it. And if you have any questions for us, we'd love to hear those and we'll answer those on air. Hey, finally, one of the ways that we are funded here at Spirit of Martyrdom and on At Risk Radio is when you donate in exchange for a book. So if you donate in exchange for Tortured for Christ, that's one of the ways that we're supported. And you can find the bookstore at spiritofmartyrdom.com. Hey, until next time, my name is Mark Stafford, and this has been At Risk Radio. You've been listening to At Risk Radio. For more, go to atriskradio.com. At Risk Radio is a production of SOM International.